Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also about mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode. Well, Alex, um, our first radio show. I always wanted to have my own radio show. It seems to me that you have a lot of radio shows. You, you just got back from Dubai. You have your own television station, I think. Oh, but like, but do, doing this together with you is a whole nother level, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for everybody else, I think it's important that, uh, that you keep the mic uh, quite close to your mouth. Maybe have like a, a fist between the mic and yourself. Um, what are we going to do today? Well, you know, when we started this in 2019, it was all about democratizing finance, right? Absolutely. And that's what we did with NextGen Capital. That's what you do with NExchange. That's what uh, IBM Amro said, let's tokenize invoices. And I said, tokenize what? Tokenize so, invoices. Yeah, yes, that's so, what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if anything, with uh, I think there's something of a recession coming on and... Um, I think a lot of small and medium enterprises are having trouble finding financing. So this is the right time yeah. to, uh, to present well, I think, I think that's great, right? When, when things get tough, then people start innovating. Is that, is that what you also see over here, guys? Is, um, um, like, is, 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 is it now speeding up? Is the demand or the request for, for invoice tokens or invoice financing picking up? I think we already started with this project a long, long time ago when there was no recession in sight and we thought to make the process more efficient. And that's basically what we try to do within the Invoice Token Working Group is first create a standard of what an invoice is and how you can tokenize it and then bring it into a system. And Bayraf did that with the factor, bringing that into a system. And uh, Thomas has another approach on how to, on how to do that. And I think that's the nice things of what we try to achieve right now and what the market will do. Okay, Berat, if you would summarize uh, what you do in one sentence, how? So what the fact does, it allows traditional businesses to access liquidity that sits on the DeFi space. One fist. (laughs) Is so. Yeah, well, otherwise we're not going to hear him. That's true. Would you yep. like me to repeat that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Um, so what the factor does is it allows traditional businesses to access finance that, through liquidity pools that are sitting on the DeFi space on the blockchain. Okay. And how does that differ from what you do? Yeah, the difference uh, we, we make is that uh, we, we try to make uh, communities independent, not reliant on the outside liquidity sources. So we are trying to make uh, the use of... Uh, the knowledge of the network that is created within the community and uh, to, to create uh, liquidity outside of this uh, network. So this is what we are doing and we are calling this collaborative finance. Nice. And you see it's borderless. We, Thomas from Slovenia, um, Baraf is from uh, Croatia, Ireland. Where, I, I'm not sure exactly where you are, but uh, it, it's an international Wherever approach. Wherever beer is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, tokens have no borders. Right. Right. So that's that's a good question, uh, Alex. Mm-hmm. Does these tokens have borders? Do I don't think so. No, tokens don't have borders. The approaches are different. Like 
the, the trustless approach from Bayraf is different from the community approach from, from Thomas, but um, still I think that that is the opportunity that we have so that we can tap into multiple resources to make finance, fin financing money m more widely available to people. And I think just to step in there, what we, one of the missions for DeFacto was to ensure that businesses could access finance wherever it is and for investors to be able to access businesses that they want to finance. So open up opportunities, democratization, if the, you know, the big word that everyone throws around, democratization of financing right, for, for investors and for businesses. So, and then practice, does that mean that my, my invoice then is like, or basically the, the invoice that I send out can possibly be uh, funded by any investor anywhere in the world? Yes, so if you look at traditional markets, what you'll find is that you know, liquidity just escapes from those markets. So many years ago, we did a lot in Latin America, and you could see the big banks withdrawing from there, and the local banks didn't have enough liquidity to actually finance their local businesses. What we're trying to say is that, well, there's no need for that. You can do cross-border payments using stablecoin, yeah. not having to worry about where your liquidity sits. How does that work? Because I used to factor all my invoices all the time, you know, uh, and that was great because I needed that liquidity. But if something went wrong with that customer, of course, the bank would immediately, you know, take it out of the uh, advance. How does that work if I have a token that's somewhere out there, you know, across the ocean with some investor that I don't know if there's a dispute on that invoice? How does that work? So there's still the same principles of traditional finance apply, right? So if you've got a situation, well, obviously you're still doing KYC, KYB on, on, the, uh, on the asset originators as well as the investors, so we're not, it's not completely you know, wild west out there for us. Uh, but the thing is that we, you know, we've also got mechanisms in place that as you go through the um, invoice finding, funding lifecycle, obviously the invoices are debtor approved uh, in the first place. If disputes come along, there's trade credit insurance that sits there. Uh, alongside kind of dispute mechanisms. So, for example, if you look at one of the clients that, one of the, the, the I don't say clients, but one of the companies on the platform that works with us, uh, Console Freight, they have, they use trade finance, they use a platform to fund that, and they actually hold the inventory. So if there is a dispute, then they're able to use the inventory as collateral to pay off the debts. Eric, what, like, it all sounds so good. What are the challenges? Well, look, if you, the process now, just now described by, by Ralph, um, what digital ledger technology blockchain will add to that is that you have an independent risk scoring mechanism and reputation scoring, uh, whereas now you want to invoice your, uh, your financial invoices, you go to, um, your, you, you have to rely on some third party that rates you and, and, and decides on what percentage you're going to pay. And if you have all your invoices registered on the blockchain, and all your payments and the payment behaviors registered on the blockchain, you get reputation scores that are completely independent. And don't, you don't have to rely on, on these third parties. The only thing that you have to have is volume to be able to create these reputations, because else, without, without volume, no reputation. Thomas, how does, does that work for you, volume too? Yeah, volume is very important. And what we are doing is we are trying to bring in the mechanisms, the instruments uh, that allow communities to rely on themselves instead of external liquidity sources. So there are huge reserves of liquidity inside the community, but communities are not aware of this. So we are doing this in Slovenia for the past 30 years. 
in, in the best year uh, in Slovenia, the, the, the local companies saved 7.5% uh, of GDP as, as a result of using this system. So it's, it's a relatively large reserve of uh, untapped liquidity. But uh, to access it, uh, businesses have to uh, rely on each other. They have to collaborate to, uh, to use this, uh, this source of liquidity. And uh, actually, uh, using um, systems like described before, like factoring and outside liquidity in combination with the collaborative practices is beneficial to everyone. So by clearing invoices among themselves, uh, businesses uh, diminish their reliance on outside liquidity, and this is then described as a liquidity saving. What happens in the communities is that uh, the risk uh, in, in the community is lowered, and this enables uh, the outside financiers uh, to easier access this market, to offer more products because it's less risk uh, in, in the community. So, and this is again collaborative uh, effort. So both businesses, uh, real economy and financial industry collaborating in making th things better. Eric, uh, you, you are uh, captain of the Invoice Token Group. Um, what is the Invoice Token Group currently doing? We're in the, I'd say that we're in the last stage of finalizing a white paper and I think the input that we get from the tables later on today will be used again to, well, add to the white paper or modify the white paper. And then once that white paper is um, in a final concept phase, I would, I would call it like that, it will go out to all the stakeholders that we identified in the system, uh, the tax authorities, the debt collectors, uh, um, everybody who is in that, in that arena. And um, we ask for input and comments on, on that. So there will be a request for comments um, and that will be sent out somewhere uh, mid-December, I guess, that we finalize that and then it, it, get back to, uh, it gets back to us. And um, there's also, it, it, I'm the captain of the group. We have uh, um, um, De Factor in there, we have Egonamro in there, we get uh, Rasmus University in there and, then, and a number of other players in there that all view at that white paper from their own perspective. And that's very interesting to see if we get a holistic view on what the... Uh, invoice token should be. So, so, so it seems to me for adoption, because is, is this being used yet? Is De Factor alive? Uh, you know, how many companies are doing this? How, where are we in terms of adoption? Are we just another talking group? Or are we actually doing stuff? You know, two tokens is not a talking group, right? So, um, that's what, so my question is, are we actually doing this? Yes. So, I mean, De Factor, we, we've been live for a, a year now. Uh, we have. You can go online. You can see the uh, the assets that have been funded through our centrifuge pool. We've also been working uh, on funding through our own mechanism. So this is something that we'll launch towards the end of the year. But we're already kind of internally funded. I think last month was a million dollars uh, worth of uh, invoice assets. And so yeah, we, th this is very much live for us. We're we're there. So and you're alive, and nobody knows that you're alive, and tokens are underneath, and you don't even tell anybody, right? No, we, we, we stay underground and make sure no one hears us. Uh -huh, so, yeah, no, so. so, I mean, if you, uh, just to be clear, I am the tech lead, so our, our you know, our vaulted leader, Alejandro, has been at pretty much every single uh, crypto event, I think, of the last uh, six months. So, you know, this is something that we've been, we you know all of us have come from this trade finance background and we're, we're passionate, I hate to use that word, but we're passionate about getting this done and done right. And I think two tokens here is a great opportunity for us to, to create a standard that can drive interoperability globally, right? 
Yeah, because how does that work? Because you have a token on a de facto platform. ABN AMRO have their own ABN AMRO token. Uh, you know, uh, well, you don't do anything with an exchange yet. No, but the suppose you did. The, to the, the invoice is... It's an NFT. Right, exactly, exactly. We, we're working on this before the term NFT existed, actually. Uh, so n now we call it an NFT. The invoice is an NFT. And, and what happens is that you have these assets on one platform and liquidity on the other. So you have to be able to bridge between different blockchains and different solutions to be able to tap into liquidity wherever it is and wherever it is needed. And that's the same for what uh, Thomas is doing. So you can only do what's in your range within your own community. And then if you need more, you have to go outside. Okay. Um, and I think we're almost um, uh, reaching the, the, the end of this session. Uh, but before we finish it up, uh, we have this whole room with a lot of brains. We have a it. lot of people watching too online. And we have a lot of people watching online. But what would you like to get out of this session for the Invoice Token project? If we can just go by all three of you, what would be your ideal picture? What is the question you would like to have answered uh, during this session? You go first, Thomas. Uh, I would like to raise the awareness that uh, this is a viable option. So putting, uh, making NFTs out of uh, invoices and putting them on blockchain. So I'm actually working for Informal, which is uh, our philosophy is making uh, internet of blockchains. So the connectivity of blockchains is our business. And uh, tapping the uh, liquidity sources all, all over the, the blockchain arena is uh, th this is the area we can open. Okay, Bayras. I'd like to see more meat on the why. So I think I know why we're doing this, and it'll be interesting to see why everyone else thinks what the value is of, of what we're doing here. So that's my. Yeah, I think I already said that. So the input we get from these tables we use into finalizing, uh, making the concept of white paper better than it already is. But is there, is there a specific domain or area where you would like to get more input? I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased that Thomas is here so that we look at it from a different perspective as well. And I am very interesting to see if there is views and opinions about inter-blockchain communication, especially on the liquidity side of things. Okay. Well, there are two tables today, right, uh, Alex, on, uh, yeah. on invoice tokens? Yeah. Um, That's actually so three tables. Three. Yeah. Three tables. Yeah. Um, so let's go to work uh, during the round table sessions. But first, we're going to go with the next guests. Yeah. So what is the next best thing in democratizing finance? What do you think? The next best thing in democratizing finance is adoption. It's, it's I would say crowdfunding. It's adoption. No? Adoption. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's the next, next item? Yeah, that's the next item. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, joining us at the table. And um, yeah, I think during the roundtable session, we will get a lot more information and uh, feedback on the, on the invoice token. Thank you very much. That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.